Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 29. Today, we're talking all about the power of collaboration in the tech coach space, and we're going to be discussing why it's important for you out there to find other tech coaches to collaborate with, work together on, and get some support throughout the day. I want to say thank you guys and welcome back. This is an amazing time to be a tech coach. We just finished off our first cohort of our eight-week mastermind program. We have had such a great time getting to know tech coaches from across the country, getting to help them out, getting to figure out what that whole tech coaching thing is all about in other parts of the country and other school districts. And today we have two amazing tech coaches on to talk not only about their experiences in the cohort, but also to really examine the idea of what does a tech coach do? And that's an interesting question. But before we get on that, we want to make a huge announcement that we are actually opening up registration right now for our second cohort of our mastermind. We're going to be getting started on cohort number two in early January 2019. I can't believe I'm saying 2019, but we're going to be running an eight-week mastermind to help you guys find your place as tech coaches, give you guys the support that you need, and help you guys create an amazing tech coach program for your school district. We're going to be starting in January and February, and we're going to talk a little bit about this throughout the throughout the show today, but essentially what we've been doing with our mastermind is we've been doing two two video face-to-face -face meetings a month. We've got an eight-week online course for you guys. We've got exclusive lesson plans, exclusive templates, everything that you need to get your tech coach business up and running. We have for you guys, and if you stick around to the end, we have a very special code that's going to get you guys $50 off your price of the mastermind. So stick around to the end. You won't want to miss it. We've got a fantastic show for you right here on TeacherCast. Want to bring on our first guest today. Her name is Kelly Orvik from the great state of California. Kelly, how are you today? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. I am great. Thank you very much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kelly. So I am a, an instructional technology coach, but I also wear the hat of technology coordinator, and I am a CS uh, teacher for nine sections of sixth through eighth grade students. I, I love your story. We're going to get into it shortly here, Kelly, because you, like many tech coaches, wear many, many hats. You said tech coach, tech coordinator. You got some teaching stuff in there. You're, you're, you're flying around multiple buildings. You're doing some great stuff. Um, how do you do it all? I... I don't know. <laughs> and that is that is the answer for most that like we you don't know, you just get some stuff done, right? Well, and and you know, um we've been talking about this quite a bit, but I keep a lot of things on a sheet. So, I'm tracking projects on a sheet so I have a a visual so I can keep, keep up and Google Calendar saves my life every day. Google Calendar, Google Sheets, great ways of keeping organized. And especially if you're out there in a school district where you're deploying 30,000 devices to students across the entire state of Texas. I want to bring on tech uh, coordinator. What's your title here? Mr. Brian Sitabaka. Brian, how are you today? Uh, Jeff, doing great. So excited to be here with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Was I right about that 30,000 devices that you're helping to deploy right now to your teachers and students? We have our, our district, uh, so I currently work for Garland Independent School District in Garland, Texas. 
Uh, we've got about 56,000 students in our district. And a couple of years ago, we rolled out 17,000 iPads to our high school students. And we just recently rolled out about 13,000 Chromebooks to our middle school students. So it has definitely been a roller coaster ride. It's been fun. It's been challenging. It's been exciting. And that's kind of what brought me here. That's an amazing story here. And, you know, Brian and Kelly and I, we've been getting to know each other over the last few weeks here with the Mastermind. Um, and, and the first question that we asked each other during our first video meeting was, what is a tech coach and what do you do? And, and Kelly, you've got a description, right? You're a tech coach that's a coordinator. Brian's a coordinator that's a tech coach. So let me just kind of throw this out to you guys. When you're saying tech coach, when you're saying that that person that's responsible for professional learning for staff development. Brian, what does that coaching position or what does that, what does that look like in your school district? Um, I think a tech coach in our district is a, a, a leader, um, but it's somebody who's also a guide. It's somebody who supports instruction, supports the teachers, and, and they're there to um, help instruction. That's ultimately what we're here for is for the students. And, and, they, and they love technology and, and uh, supporting that in the classrooms. Kelly, would you say that's about accurate for your position too? Absolutely. I think, you know, just being right there beside the teachers as they're trying to implement, making their life easier. I always want to come in at the angle of how can I help in the teacher's realm? How can I support? How can I make their life a little bit simpler so that their integration isn't frustrating? Now, when we're looking at these things, Kelly, you had said that you, you know, obviously you're wearing many hats here. As a, as a tech coach, what are your, some of your responsibilities? Like, what does a typical day or a typical week look like? Well, for me, cur currently, I am the one person who's supporting all the, all the teachers in their professional development. So they've got some mandated hours that they have to have. It's my job to provide that training for them. And um, so I do that in a variety of ways. You know, they'll come to me during the day, uh, during open times. I'll have a calendar that they can fill in uh, and make appointments. But I will also push into classrooms and support them in their lessons if they're um, needing some support or just want a second pair of eyes and hands in the classroom during the lesson. But I also run uh, whole staff PDs and after-hour PDs, individual and small group. Now, how much time do you have generally to prep for these extra, you know, training sessions and stuff? Or are, are these things that you just kind of have in your bag of tricks? Yeah, I, you know, I have come from a different district and I was a full-time coach in that district. So I do have, luckily, a lot of bag of tricks because I don't have now as a teacher a lot of spare time. So that's my um, challenge right now. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have some, some practice behind me where I can kind of wing it at times. And I build it every open hour that I have. I have a prep time, so I'll use my prep for building <laughs> materials. That, that, that bag of tricks is important, wouldn't you say, Brian? Especially if you're going to be dealing with many teachers, many buildings. The ability to have something. And, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, you know, having a great-looking website that it just has a ton of resources, not just for you, but for your teachers. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think uh, a tech coach is uh, – um, they're looking for the resources to have for the teachers. So when the teachers get stuck or want to try new things with the students, um, how can they maybe connect the curriculum to the students and they can find ways with technology, whether it's an app, whether it's an extension um, or a lesson plan um, that they can be that uh, um, connect that the dots for the students. 
You know, I, I always look at the not just the, the job description stuff, but it's always interesting to hear tech coaches talk about the non-job description stuff. You know, for instance, I'm, I, I, I love my role. I love that they, that they always ask me to do extra things like, you know, building websites or leading, leading you know, tech groups or, you know, whatever things like that. Like, Brian, what do you find that that's the odd roundabout things that maybe your tech coach is going to ask to do or you might see other tech coaches doing, you know, ma- making websites, leading seminars, leading well, – what are some of those roundabout odd things that you find? Um, some of the, I think odd things that, uh, since I'm not directly connected to all of the the tech coaches, um, I think just some of the odd things they're asked to do is support, um, outside of the classroom also. Um, sometimes it's the other duties as, uh, assigned. Um, they're really that since they're not in the classroom, a lot of times they're able to do things for campus or for, um, for other teachers since they're not directly teaching, uh, preparing the lesson plans each and every day. But are they teaching and being responsible for lesson plans? Cause you know, Kelly says she's got her bag of tricks to do, to do, uh, demonstrations and stuff. It, it, shouldn't we be making lesson plans for that Kelly? I believe so. Yeah. I have, you know, and oftentimes it'll happen on the fly. So I'm glad I have a bag of tricks I'm walking through to support in another way. And I get asked to, to help out in the middle of something, you know, so I might be, they might be on a paper pencil activity asking me on the fly, how can I turn this digital? What do you have? What do you know? And so right there on the spot, I'll have to come up with some way to go digital, some simplified manner that will work at that in the moment. You know, I, I, I a couple of years ago, I took all of my, workshops that I did and I actually did lesson plan them not that anybody asked me to not that there was any of a reason I was kind of bored once and I realized okay you know to give a PD session is is important and there's a format to that but when you really step back from that and you actually make it into a lesson plan where you are planning out your do now and your activity and your warm-up and your closing um I found that that made me a better PD provider because I'm thinking about teaching as a teacher, not just as this guy that's going to lecture and show off a Google Doc and say, okay, now you guys go run with it. Well, and I think, too, this just came up for me. Um, You were asking about the other things that we get pulled into, and I think this also is a part of it. Um, You know, for example, I was asked today by the counselor um, how I can help her collect data in a better way. So we sat down for a couple hours and went over Google Forms, all different aspects of forms and how add-ons could support her with, you know, the, the autocrats and the form publishers. And I think that supports the system. And to me, that's important as well, not just the classroom, but the system. I, I completely agree with that. I, I find a lot that, you know, the system is bringing me in to say, hey, how do we do this better? Or I want to fix this. Or, I, you know, we, like you said, we, we need a better way of doing this. What do you got? Yeah. And that's your opportunity to help the district. You know, I always look at our, our office administrative staff and I say, look, if I can make them run 10% faster, then that's going to make all of the teachers happy because maybe the paperwork gets processed faster or maybe they're able to, you know, communicate down to the, to the lower buildings a little bit quicker and stuff. Now, Brian, from where your desk is, um, you know, obviously you're, in, you're working with all the technology, you're working with the hardware, you're making those decisions. What do you see is the value of having tech coaches in your district? I know you said you weren't responsible for them, but clearly your, your department is seeing the benefits of having them. 
Well, I, I think it's also um, one thing that's interesting, uh, kind of a side note that some of our tech coaches are doing is they're working with students directly. Um, and it's real interesting, the students are actually helping some of the teachers also. So uh, they, one of the campuses has a badging program and the students are working with the teachers uh, to earn the different badges. So I, I just think it's, um, the, the tech coach just needs a lot of arrows um, in their quiver and just know which one to pull out at the right time. And, and how do they know how to do that? You know, we, we talk a lot here about professional development for tech coaches. Uh, how do you train your tech coaches or how do your tech coaches find professional development for themselves? Uh, I, a lot of them go to conferences, obviously. Uh, they, they collaborate. They work uh, hand in hand across the, the different campuses. Uh, so they're trying to... Uh, I'm going to mention them about this uh, mastermind here as a great way to not only connect locally, but reach out across not only the state of Texas, but the country also uh, to get ideas, to, um, to learn what other people are doing. And I think that's key um, as we're continuing learning. And, and especially when we're looking at these different professional development opportunities. I mean, you know, my, my, our, our co-host Nick is, and I are, are constantly out there doing tech coaching type PDs, whether it be in New Jersey or in, in February, we're going down to Florida to, to present some tech coaching topics at FETC and, you know, ISTE's coming up. Kelly, where do you find things? I know you went out to, to Q recently to do some presenting. Where, where do you get your professional development from? You know, I was, I was sitting here reflecting as you were speaking with Brian, and I was thinking, um, you know, it, it's kind of like teaching. They talk about teaching. You can sometimes be alone in the classroom, right, and it gets isolated. But I think coaching is the same world, and you have to step out into your own training in a lot of ways. And so districts will sometimes stop you from attending all conferences. Like if I want to sign up for every conference sessions that I would run in my classrooms with my teachers, and then I would turn those into – uh, a session I could go give at a conference where I wanted to attend so it didn't cost so much so that they would give me the yes so that I could get my own training. And then I think also, you know, um, just getting connected out there on the social networks, like that's how you and I got connected and that's how I got in this mastermind is connecting on Twitter and Facebook and all the social platforms where people are actually sharing amazing stuff. So you learn about conferences, they share their materials out there on those networks, and then you get connected with things like you, Jeff, with the mastermind. So I think a little bit of everything, but it's kind of self-driven. And it's so important for that, especially with tech coaches, because, you know, you know, even the other day, my, my one of my uppers said, you know, what conferences are you going and what sessions are you attending? And, and I kind of looked and said, you know, I, I don't do that right like I, I go to many conferences but I rarely find myself in the sessions I find myself more teaching the sessions because I create my professional development by doing these shows um, you know that's basically how teacher cast started was I, I wanted to create my own conference and so found a microphone and a podcast and, and here I am and and you know I'm glad that Kelly and Brian are mentioned you know no, the mastermind here and you know, that is the reason why, why we started this mastermind. And, and I didn't mention this at the beginning of the show, but anybody can, of course, go over to teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind. That's teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind. Um, 
tons of great stuff here happening on the mastermind. Again, you know, we, we do our monthly video calls. We give out great lesson plans, free templates. We do subgroups with sharing different resources and stuff. Lots of great stuff going on with that mastermind. Check it out over at teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach. It is so important to do that stuff and to join these different programs. Cause I got to tell you, there's a lot of struggles, right? Being a tech coach, you're not a teacher, but you are, you're a teacher of teachers, right? You're not an administrator, but you kind of have these responsibilities where you have to walk in to a teacher's room and kind of tell them or invite them to go do things, encourage them, as we say. You know, Kelly said that you're, you know, you're a leader and your guide, but Kelly, what do you find? And, you know, we, we talked before the show starts, so you don't, you don't have to air all the dirty laundry, right, guys? But, but what are some of the struggles that you have in your role that kind of make things a little challenging for you? Well, I think, you know, time is always a huge piece. Mm, yes. I think in every room is time. You know, everybody's screaming for time. Um, and I'm one of those. And then just finding that sweet spot for organization so that, when, cause you know, I am actually teaching for real. Like I have my own students. So I've got nine sections of kids every single day, just about. And so it's that fine balance between lesson planning for my own and being prepped for my own space. Um, and then having materials available for those who ask, uh, meeting one-on-one -on -one with teachers. Many times, all I have to do is step into the front office and usually a finger comes out from behind a desk somewhere and says, you, I need to see you right now for five minutes, but that's never a five minute conversation. So it's just a juggle and just kind of having, um, you know, ha having my own ducks in a row. So when that happens, I don't get too terribly far behind, you know, it's just a balancing act, I think. Brian, do you know anything about those five minute conversations? <laughs> no, the <laughs> five minute conversations are few and far between. Um, yes. I, I think as uh, Kelly was saying, time um, is that that's one of the biggest challenges is we're within a, a small window that we're at, the, at our buildings with the teachers, with the students each and every day and having that time to, to try new things. Um, I think one of the challenges that I see and, and struggles is um, having the freedom to explore and for a teacher to try new things um, and to have the opportunity that a lesson or um, may fail with technology. Um, it may, may be something on my end where the network had issues that day, um, but having the, the freedom to explore and understand it it's not always, we're not going to knock it out of the park. So we learn for, from what works and doesn't work and take that for our next experience, our next lesson. I, I always say, you're, you know, part of your job is putting out fires, right? Yeah. Something yes. happened, but you're the guy that knows how to fix it. Something is going on in the classroom, but you need to go deal with that or some, you know, and again, it, you're not the, my printer broke person, but if the printer breaks, you need to be able to assess the situation and either, help them call for help um, or, or, you know, whatever you can do to get that, that, you know, fix the car and get it back on the road, I guess is what it is. <laughs> you know, Kelly, you, you, you teach a lot, you coach a lot and you're the tech coordinator. You, you, you've got to have a firefighter hat on constantly. Most of the time. And Brian said something I want to go back to. You know, that whole fear thing, the fear of failure um, is huge because I think being a model for, like I can fail like no one. I, I'm the best. 
and if you can fail gracefully in front of people and laugh about it, and I don't know that I do that all that great because I don't like to fail, but you know, a lot of our teachers, um, I think we've had a real uh, large number of years where everybody has been expected to do things perfect. Like th that, there wasn't, a, there was a lot of judging happening. I know for many years in my teaching, you know, they had a clipboard in their hand as they walked through. And if I didn't get enough checks on that paper, I was written up and, uh, you know, and going on program improvement. And um, so that fear still rides in our classrooms. And technology is scary when, when they still have that uh, vision of the checkboard in their mind and they're afraid that they're going to have, you know, too many checks or not enough checks. And so they're going to get into trouble. So being there with them and um, allowing the tech to fail, you know, they love it. They love it when you're coaching them in front of a group, especially a group like staff training and your tech fails in the group, you know, mayhem breaks out for a while until you get them laughing and then you get it back online and take off. But I think that um, the whole mindset thing and working with people to, you know, stop the judging and allow it to fail and, and use that as a lesson to move forward is huge right now. Brian, do you have any stories like that where there's a happy ending at the end of the rainbow? Oh, it, it's always, uh, we, we always hope we've got a happy rainbow at the end. Um, and, and it's, but it's just being there for the teachers. Um, again, when the network or the, the technology has troubles um, and, and how do we make it work for them? And I think that's cr uh, crucial on our side is uh, making sure that, that the teachers are comfortable, they have what they need, uh, they can do their jobs. And at the end of the day, I'm the one in the background that I don't want to be seen. I want it to, the glory or, or the show to go to the teacher. And the background is the right answer. You know, I, I'm thinking today, even I, I had a, a teacher, you know, emailed me out of the blue, said, I need help with Google Drive. And that was all I got. Met with this person. I'm thinking this is a three or four second, hey, fix this teacher comes to me and says, I want to learn how to get myself organized. I've got a new position. My drive's a mess. How do I fix all this? I spent an hour and 15 minutes with this person and we, we went through her entire Google Drive, got it all done, color coded the folders, got her up and running. And she was just like, you, you didn't have to spend all that time. I'm like, no, like, this is the job. I love doing this stuff. Yeah. It, you know, your job is to get that car back on the road. You're, you're, you know, put out the fires, help those teachers. You know, she can't do her job if she can't find things. Right. And, you know, yes, those are also those opportunities to talk to the teacher and get them on your side and say, look, now, how about tomorrow I come in and we'll make a lesson together, right? Yeah. But we can't get that teacher to ask us about a lesson if she doesn't know how to organize her Google Drive sometimes. Like, you know, you got you to get her to start. You got to get her to figure out where those things are. And, and there's an art to doing that, right? Like, that's some, not something that you guys pick up on your first year, right? Like, you know, I'm in my fourth year here. I know, you know, Nick's in his fourth year. Kelly, how long have you been doing this? This is fifth year for me. And Brian, you, you've been in your, your, this position for a while now, right? Two, uh, two, two and a half years. Two and a half years. But yes. you don't pick this stuff up as a first-year coach. As a first-year coach, your job, you know, you think your job is go in and put on your cape and fly in and save the world. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot about networking and, and, and listening, wouldn't you say? Tons of listening, absolutely. And I and, think being receptive also, sorry, Brian, also being receptive to, um, I talk too fast. You know, that's one of my curses is I talk too fast. So taking a step back today, I took a step back and said, have I overwhelmed you yet? Are we still good? 
And then I got the go, I got the green light. No, keep going. I'm hanging in there. And I said, okay, great. You know? Yeah. And, and I think of these moments as um, opportunities. Um, there are always opportunities for success. Um, because sometimes we drink from a fire hose and mm -hmm. there's just so much information and information overload. And where do we go find the information? And once we find the information, as Jeff was talking about, how do we uh, organize that information and where do we put it? And, and sometimes just email by itself can be overwhelming. Right. And sometimes we need to step back and realize that our teachers don't think the same way that we do. Right. You know, a lot of times with a tech coach, and I'll use myself as the example, you know, you're cruising at 90 miles an hour and then you walk into somebody's room and all they want to learn how to do is to color code a Google Drive folder. Yes. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's not only listening, right, but it's, it's processing, right? What is she actually asking you to do? What is she saying? And yes, this, this wonderful person was saying to me, help me organize my drive. But what she was really saying was, I can't go any farther until I get this step done. Right. Right. And, and it's a matter of processing that, you know, Nick and I ran into similar stuff, especially with, with our mastermind group. And, and this is the importance of, of doing these groups and the importance of learning through these groups. When we started this, we were looking to do a hundred miles an hour and let's all do this. And, you know, we, we plan all these great activities and all these great and after our first intro meeting, we both looked at each other and said, no, we need to step back and listen to what everybody wants first. And then we adjusted as we go through. And that's why I'm excited to start the second mastermind cohort with you guys, with, you know, with you guys out there. Um, techteachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind sign up today for our 2019 cohort. You know, we are here to work with our tech coaches and have our tech coaches work with each other and, and learn how to support each other with all of those different things. It, it really is about figuring out what the craft of a tech coach is and, and how we all do things differently. Um, Kelly and Brian, like how, when it comes to working in our districts, you know, we, we, we have students, we have teachers, we have administrators. Do you find that you take a similar approach with all three of those groups or do you have a radically different and obviously you, you treat an administrator differently than you treat a student, but really, you know, the, the learning process and the listening process, they're, they're not too different. Brian, how do you find that you work with teachers versus administrators? Um, well, I think with teachers, it's really understanding their needs. Uh, they have a, I'll say a confined classroom, a number of students and go through the day each and every day. And, and what are their needs? What are their challenges? And, and what are ways that we can help them do their job better? Uh, I think with an administrator, they're more the um, seeing the global view for the campus for all the teachers. So it's what does that principal, how can we support the principal with all their, their teachers, making sure that the, that their entire building, making sure that also that they can run reports and, and uh, uh, collect the data that they need. Um, just sometimes simply just getting grades out there is uh, very important. Now we, we know, Brian, I'm going to, I'm going to do the wink, wink at you. We know that administrators are never wrong, <laughs> but we also know that there's times where an administrator says, I want this, or here's the decision that I have. And your knowledge base just goes, no, you're wrong about that. And, and, and how, how can tech coaches 
oh, especially the first and second year tech coaches. How can we work with our administrators when, okay, maybe what they want is not what they're saying. Maybe they say, we're doing, okay, let's take you. We're going to put out 13,000 iPads, go. And you're like, whoa, whoa, that's a five-year program. We can't do that yesterday. How, How can we get the courage to work with those who are above us? I, I think it's really, again, understanding, being able to listen. Um, it's also being able to sometimes take a little bit of criticism, um, things that uh, maybe they're not pleased with, but it's listening to the needs of that administrator. Um, and sometimes, as you mentioned, they're not always right. They don't always understand how technology works or, or the best approach for it in their classroom. So I think it's uh, – you. It's that slippery slope that mm-hmm. that you don't want to tell that administrator they're wrong, but find the the words to turn the conversation. Uh, just yesterday, I was uh, in a classroom with a teacher with old uh, an old smart board, smart projector that was dying, um, and and it was getting the the working with the teacher because he was frustrated, but um, it's old technology and there may not be a replacement for it, uh, but how do we then take what he's been doing and how do we help him move forward with his lessons and and his classroom? And was that teacher happy at the end of the day? We were smiling. We were laughing. Uh, It it was a great opportunity. As I said, it's an opportunity. Uh, It's an opportunity for success. And and Kelly, how about yourself? I mean, uh, clearly you're a teacher and an administrator and you're the coach, but I'm sure that there's times where somebody above you might say, go jump. And how high isn't the answer? The answer should be, where am I jumping? And what's the reasoning for the jumping and all that stuff? How, How can we work with these people that, again, they control your destiny? I think for me, and you know, this has been um, my driving question, right, lately. And um, because of my position and different projects that are on my mind right now, finding um, finding ways to make both sides happy. Because I'm in I'm in all three worlds, so I'm seeing it from all three perspectives. And I think what Brian said about you know the slippery slope. I I like to say um, I have courageous conversations. <laughs> I don't know if they're courageous enough because sometimes I'm feeling like I just want to say it. Um, I think there's a, there's a time for everything also, and they have, they have an agenda and why they are asking for what they're asking for right now. And it's usually a timeline somewhere in there that they're needing to get a report out or, um, you know, somebody behind them is pressuring them or above them is pressuring them to provide some data. You know, I had a recent request that was, uh, get, give me a way to show graphical, um, a visual of the data that I have represented right here on this sheet. I'm about to hand draw it because I don't know how to get that. And so we sat down and, you know, created um, a couple of graphs out of that. So it's that kind of stuff. But then having the courageous conversations about, you know, in that conversation of building that graph, this particular um, leader's device was really outdated. And so finding ways to have conversations about that, because not only was her device outdated, but so was many of our teachers and that kind of process too, you know, being able to have those conversations and say, tech is great and tech does a lot of amazing things, but um, the frustration that you're feeling right now is your device is not set up to support 
seamless tech integration. So we need to talk about that so that we can make that easier so that it is more innovative and you are having more fun and the kids are learning in a better way. Because I like to drive it back to the learning. I always like to take it back to the classroom and what, what's the final outcome at the, at the student level. And that's a hard conversation to have sometimes, right? Very hard. Because you never know. That administrator might have seen something at a conference or on Twitter and immediately want to go do it in their district. Right. And then they come to Brian and say, Brian, we're going to do 17,000 iPads. Right. And Brian goes, but we're a Google district. And yes. <laughs> Right, or, or, or let's let's go buy let's go buy virtual reality, and you know Brian's just running iPad. Well, and and it's also understanding the district's uh, technology. I mean, as far as network, what we can do, what we can support, because a lot of my role is to, uh, as my title is, co technology coordinator, coordinate the technology going into the buildings. Uh, facilitate uh, making sure that purchases that a, that a campus, the principal may purchase the right equipment um, and not going out there and buying that rogue VR equipment that that's not going to function with our network. And in the end, it's just a bucket of bolts that's going to sit in the corner um, like so much old technology does. And, and I think an interesting point is just you need to be able to read different people and understand the different personalities. Um, not all people are going to understand and, and do something the same way. So it's knowing the different personalities and, and just being flexible. I, 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 I echo that one, right? Flexible. Um, was thinking about this today when I was, you know, getting some things done. It's at what point do you say, sure, I'll do that. And at what point do you say, or you ask the question, like, when do you need this done by? Because if somebody comes to you, and by the way, when I said that, both of them are now nodding their heads, <laughs> right? Because sometimes they, they say, um, you know, could you do this for me? And, and of course we can do that for you. Anything that you want, but I have my needs too. Can I get this done next week? Or is this clearly something that is pressing? And as Kelly said, I got to get, you know, that person has to get a report in 20 minutes from now and they're reaching out to you at the last resort because they need something. And maybe you have to drop a teacher or, or, you know, move something out of out of the out of the uh, out of the list right it does it does get crazy like that sometimes but then i, I it kind of works out it works itself out big picture you know um that particular person was ready to hand draw and in a 20 minute you know time frame because tech was willing and working with me um now, did you at, at all, at any point in that conversation, want to send them a blog on sketchnoting and just say, hey, here you go? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a popular, drawing is a popular thing these days. Guys, just go for it. <laughs> right? Here, no, you draw. Yes, but but read, read this and watch this 15-minute YouTube video first. Yes. <laughs> So, guys, you know, I, I want to say over the last eight weeks, it has been absolutely great getting to know you guys, working together. Um, you know, we, we, you guys have each had different paths with the Mastermind program. And if we can kind of talk a little bit about that, let me, let me just kind of ask you guys, like, Brian, what brought you to the Mastermind program? Why did you sign up for it originally? So, I've been listening to you for, for years. Um, and and it, I, I know in my current role, I don't directly work with the tech coaches, but I wanted to learn and have a better understanding of what the tech coaches do. And I thought that'd be a great opportunity to collaborate across the country. Uh, 
because we just, at the end of the day, we don't have time to get together with our busy lives. So I thought this is a great opportunity. I don't have to burden anybody. Um, I can get a better understanding of what their needs are and the challenges and, and how I can help them also with their day-to-day jobs. And that is so helpful, right? And, and I'll tell you, you know, when when we're looking at who's signing up for this and we're saying, all right, this person isn't a tech coach. This person is a tech coach. Why is this person here? And and I love that. It was What's the word? Empathy? Like, I want to know what someone else is doing so I can help them out. And, you know, as, as a tech coach, we get that too. Like, you know, I, I might want to go to a STEM conference or a world language conference just to kind of get an idea for the topics that my teachers want to do. What, what, uh, what have you learned over the last eight weeks? What'd you pick up? And, uh, and, and I'll end with, was it worth it? Oh, well worth it. Absolutely. So I think over, you know, I'm going to pair what Brian said about coming on board and um, I knew we were going to get connected with, not just my my local PLN, but I was going to get connected, you know, globally, really. I didn't know what was going to come, but I know, Jeff, I've followed you for years, and so I know you're connected out there globally, and I, I figured there'd be people in that I was going to be able to connect with and learn from, and I did, so that part was amazing, and I think, um, you know, it almost was like where, uh, if I brought in a project that I was concerned about or asking questions for or just support on, of the team, there was always somebody that had uh, some response or a different angle or another idea that would add to that. And that and that was what was helpful for me. You know, I loved that piece, the connection. And I also loved, and I've said that before, but I loved the personal touch that both you and Nick have given to this um, cohort. So I've, I've appreciated all of that. Now, what advice would you have for anybody who might be listening going, all right, I, 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 I know it costs something, but this is important, but I'm a first year or I've been doing this for 20 years. What advice would you have for anybody who might be out there thinking, is this right for me? I I think it's really, um, you're investing in your future. You're investing in your own professional development. And and I think that's crucial. uh, Since I've been out of the classroom and I'm not directly doing the tech coach role, um, I found myself getting a little stagnant and, and for me, it's how do I keep learning? How do I learn new things? Um, and, and understand again, the, the different role technology is changing every day. Right. Oh my gosh. It's changing so fast too. Right. So it's a way to stay connected and on top of stuff. But I think also what I took away after the eight weeks and initially coming into it, I felt the same way. But when you say investing in yourself, um, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and, Many times I will go and present so I can get in, like I said, but other times I'll write the check and go because I want to stay current and I want to know it's moving so fast now. It's like every time I go, I learn something new. And when I looked at this uh, course, it was going to be over eight weeks. The cost that I put here was going to be less than a cost that I would put towards something that was only one day's worth. And so to me, I thought, okay, it's well worth the money. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because even, you know, with Nick and I, we, we were, well, obviously we're cautious about things, but also 
you know, we, we put a lot of time into doing stuff like this, but we'd also don't want to sit here and defend the fact that we're trying to support ourselves and, and support the community at the same time. Now, here's how this whole thing works. The mastermind for eight weeks is going to cost you $300. But if you use the promo code TC50, that's TC50, we're actually going to give you guys $50 off your price, which brings this down to $250. Guys, that's $250 for eight weeks of individualized attention. Now, here's what you're going to get. Twice a month, we're going to do one-to-one Sorry, twice a month, we're going to do face-to-face group video conferencing. Everybody in our cohort gets together. We talk. We, we co- you know, basically, we have a great time. for. And it, there are a couple hours, too. I think we had one meeting that was like two and a half hours. It was an amazing time. On top of that, we also have a nine-week online video course on how to use a learning management system that Nick put together. It is fantastic. It's got videos. It's got text. It's got a... a forms and cheat sheets and everything that you need. Now, it is geared for tech coaches to teach you how to be a tech coach in a school district with a learning management system. It doesn't matter if you're Schoology, Canvas, Google Classroom, anything. That is an amazing eight-week program that's going to help you learn how to be a better coach for your teachers. We also offer free lesson plans, which uh, we've been putting together and we've been, you know, putting together with other people in our cohort here to share what's been happening in our group. We've also got free templates. Kelly was mentioning earlier, like, so we've got some great Google Sheets templates that we give out. Lots of great things in here. You also get access to our private Ask the Tech Coach Facebook group, which I think every week we always have something fun going on in there. We often throw out a topic and we kind of pass the ball around, lots of polls and stuff. But but that is going to be open for you indefinitely, our, our Tech Coach Facebook group. It is absolutely great. And as Kelly said, we offer one-to-one peer-to-peer men- uh, mentoring. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know... Kelly and I were on the call this week for like an hour and a half to two hours already going over stuff that she needed to do for her position. And as a, as a, as a mastermind group, we are all here for them. So teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind is the website. Sign up today, use the promo code TC 50. You get $50 off bringing it down to $250 for an eight week program. Guys, what are you waiting for? If you're going to invest in anything this holiday season, invest in yourself. Now, guys, as we go through here, there's a lot of great things happening on our podcast and also in the lives of other tech coaches. We mentioned that we're going to be um, live over at FETC in Florida, going to be happening in uh, in February. Um, what are some of the big conferences that you guys go to? Brian, as a, as a tech director, as a, as a coach person, where do you go? What are some of the things that you're looking forward to in 2019? 2019, I'm looking forward to TCEA. Um, it's going to be in San Antonio this year. Hmm. Uh, looking, that's the Texas Computer Education Association. Um, it's the, the big um, uh, conference in Texas. And looking forward to that. Uh, and then just looking forward to other um, smaller conferences I, I have got to get myself down there. Nick and I have been talking about going down to TCEA to do some things. Um, that is certainly one that I want to see if I can get to in 2019. Kelly, what, uh, what PD conferences are you looking forward to? I'm totally looking forward to the spring queue down in Palm Springs. Uh, that's coming up in March. But before March, we have some local stuff coming up. Like we got ETC out at Stanislaus, which is a fantastic uh, EdTech team event that goes on. 
we've already got a couple regionals behind us. So we had Stan County and uh, the Tech Fest up north, and we had a CBQ, uh, Southern California a little bit. So we go, those are all behind us, but we got Palm Springs coming up, and that's going to be a lot of fun out there at um, Spring Q. Very, very nice. And uh, guys, you know, as we're wrapping up, I want to say uh, one more time, thank you guys for being a part of the mastermind. Thank you guys for being a part of this show. Um, any words of advice as we, uh, as we wrap up today for any tech coaches out there, not, not necessarily about the mastermind, but you know, words of advice for anybody who might be out there as a tech coach, just, just looking to make it day in and day out. <laughs> oh man, just do it. Be Nike. <laughs> yeah, I, I think don't be afraid to to take that uh, that leap. Sometimes that leap of faith. Uh, it was kind of like for me. I mean, I'm not trying to promote the the mastermind here, but this was a leap of faith. Uh, something I haven't done, and um, sometimes you, as Kelly said, you just have to do it. <laughs> and I certainly encourage you guys to do it. Check it out, teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind. If you're going to invest in anything this holiday season, invest in yourself. Teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind. And we want to know what you guys are thinking this holiday season. Next week on December 17th, we have a great episode called How to Keep Organized When You're Not busy during the holidays. I know this is one of the topics we hit in the mastermind. You know, when it's holiday season. Are your teachers using you? Are your teachers not using you? Do you find that you spend your time roaming the hallways or do you find that you spend your time creating great lessons? Because I don't know, maybe your teachers don't want to work this hard in late December, so they invite you to come into the classroom. Uh, what to do? That's going to be December 17th, keeping organized when you aren't busy during the holiday season. And we're also going to be featuring on that episode five things tech coaches should be doing when they find they have downtime. Kelly, I got to ask, do you have any downtime? Very little. <laughs> Brian, do you have downtime in your business? <laughs> no, this, this is my downtime. <laughs> right, right at nighttime, yeah. So check that one out. That's going to be coming out on December 17th. And also, let's see here, episode 32 is going to be coming out on uh, December 31st. Uh, we're going to be doing a show called What Are Your Strategies for Working with Reluctant Teachers? We've got a couple things going on there. And then the week before that, I'm doing this out of order, but that's okay. I'm reading this down. On Christmas Eve, December 24th, we're going to be having episode 31 called Your Tech Coach Holiday Wish List. And I think we're going to be putting out a Twitter poll about that. What would you like as a tech coach for the holidays? Um, you know what? Let me ask you guys that. Brian, holiday wish list as a tech, let's say tech person. What's, what's under your, and, and let's forget the job for a second, but what's under your tech Christmas tree? <laughs> oh, the, the tech Christmas tree. Uh, personal item. Um, can't tell the kids. Apple watches. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very nice. Kelly, what's on your uh, tech coach Christmas tree? Mine is job related, but it is really, a, it really is about me. So uh, my third trimester, I'm going to be doing robotics and makey makey. And um, what's the third? Uh, oh, 3D printing. So I'm gathering all those supplies right now. Very, very cool. 
I'll be gifting myself some of that. We want to know what you guys are doing. You can always find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Let us know where you guys are doing. Ask us some questions. We love answering them. And there's some great things going on. Don't forget that you, we're going to be doing an Ed Chat Interactive, which uh, is a fantastic online webinar on December 13th. You can check Nick and I out. We're going to actually be uh, bringing back a, a familiar topic from our podcast called What Do You Do When Your Teachers don't get it. We're going to be talking all about how to build a presentation and what happens when you're doing something wonderful in the classroom and one of your students or one of your teachers just doesn't want to play the game with you. That's going to be on, I believe it's Thursday, December 13th at 8 o'clock at night, edchatinteractive.com. And of course, you can always leave us a voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Let us know your comments. If you have any questions, even about the mastermind, you can find us over at teachercast.net slash voicemail or leave us an email at feedback at teachercast.net. And guys, one last time, I hope you guys are having a great holiday season and are enjoying everything as we wind down the end of 2018. On behalf of my co-host, Nick Amaral, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. <laughs>